Don't worry, Jake. It's only the rest of your life. Are you trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Alright, so yeah, you're here again, but are you here? Is it the you or is it a different you? You'll set that up? You just say welcome to Oh, I just you just I just do my thing and then you're gonna do your thing? I'll do whatever I want my thing to do. How about that? <laughs> well that's kinda weird if your thing's doing things. Well, it's hot out here, so it's gonna be doing a lot hot. of dang. You're right, it is hot. Welcome everyone to the Brackish Podcast. The hottest podcast in New Orleans because it's the only podcast that's actually recorded outside in New Orleans in July. During the summer, authentic, lots of heat index going on. I see a lot of boob sweat. A lot of boob sweat. My boob sweat. <laughs> Definitely your boob sweat, for sure. <laughs> for sure. We are your host. I am Knock. And this is Cliff. Now, what 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 happened to to Nova? Actually, um, Mrs. Biff, which I'll explain in a second. Okay, great. She did not like the Nova. I don't know why. I told her it was short for Novocaine. Then she gave me an eye roll. And if you're married, you know what an eye roll means. Yeah, it means, it means you're an idiot. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And then she said, "No, it makes you sound like some sort of a like you're a space nerd or something." So I was like, oh, like, supernova in the uh, sky. She did. And she just, let's say what she called it. She said you sounded like a douche. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Yeah. It's just, I mean. So the name Cliff, yeah. my brother and I were fooling with these Snapchat filters a couple years ago. Right. And made you like, one of them made you have big teeth. And you always see these like cartoons that portrays like these English people with big teeth. Big teeth. Yeah. Right. So Austin Powers. So we came up with a really dumb idea, because that's what family does, and we decided to name ourselves some prestigious names from back in the old country. So, after a few iterations, he came up with, my brother, mm -hmm. his name is Winchester McNamara IV. Okay, great English name. And I came up with Clifford Biffington. Ooh. Short. Short for Cliff. Cliff Biffington. Cliff Biff. Cliff Biffington. Whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it. So that's why I call wife like Mrs. Biff. Biff. Reminds me of uh, Biff from Back to the Future. Exactly. I can Biff. be as evil as Ooh. Biff. Or as nice as Cliff. It's not as evil as you think. Okay. He was a douche. <laughs> You're just a better version of him. Yes. All right, great. All right. Well, th thank you and welcome again to the Brackish Podcast. Uh, again, Knock and Cliff are here to bring it to you. And today... We're going to tell you about the Count St. Germain. I've researched this story. Cliff knows nothing about this story. So I'm going to let him know about it. And he's going to let me know what he thinks about it's it. It's almost like that game 20 questions where you ask a bunch of questions and you try to get to whatever that other person's topic is. Well, this is just he has a topic and I'm an idiot. Yeah, pretty, so. pretty much. But it's about New Orleans and our great culture. Absolutely. Uh, and I found out about this story because I actually went on one of those vampire tours and they What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they actually talked about it. So I was like, I've been living here for how long and I've never even knew about this guy. Researched him, researched him, found out he's actually a real person. And you know what the best part about that is? I'm so glad you did because I always think that those people can just BS anyone and anybody from out of town mm -hmm. can believe them. Cliff. 
This story includes money, wealth, power, blood, and prostitutes. Ooh. And it, it went in that order pretty much for our man, Count St. Germain. So pretty much 50 cents first album. It was pretty much 50 cents first album. Okay. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. I did like that first album. That was wonderful. That came out when we were Take 18. Take it to the candy shop. Oh, no, that's that was after. That was after. We're talking like P I M P. Oh, uh, that is right. If I can't do it, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah, it does include Fifty Cent's first album. <laughs> but the Count Saint Germain. Everybody who knows about New Orleans and knows the culture, let's be honest. New Orleans is a destination city. If I didn't live in New Orleans or live near New Orleans, you live in the city of New Orleans proper. If I didn't come from this area, I would definitely want to come here, right? Absolutely. Why would you want to come most of? Hand grenades. Hand grenades. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, there's a lot of culture around here. It's uh, don't knock the hand grenades, though, something... dude. You know, when you go down well, there, you get one. Now, yeah, it's not just the regular. It's a skinny and a. They got a skinny blue hand grenade. And, yeah, it's all kinds of. Crap oh, now. nice. Oh my God, you're such like a, a curmudgeon. Like, yeah, keep New Orleans hand grenades the same. Are, were cool when you were 18 and you were drinking on bourbon, and it was cool because you weren't 21. It's disturbing, but, but but a lot of people go missing here too, you know. So they do. If you were someone who was maybe say immortal, or maybe someone who was vampiristic. Oh, where would you want to come to come hang out your days? Where would I want to come in New Orleans or in general? Oh, in general. I mean, if you live in the entire world and you were immortal. I would want to go to the dungeon in the French Quarter. To the dungeon in the French Quarter? Yeah. It's a great bar. <laughs> heavy metal bar. It is. Fantastic. I'm a bit, you know, vampires love heavy metal. They don't show that in movies, but I'm sure. What else can they do? What are vampires going to love? I don't know. Soft ballads? Michael Bolton. Michael, yeah. Yeah, vampires totally love Michael Bolton. Love listening <laughs> to Michael Bolton and Barry Manilow. All right, but let's get started with our Count St. Germain. Let's go back to the 1700s of Europe, all right? Our Count St. Germain was living it up, all right? He was involved with so much stuff. Louis XV was his boy. Dang. Right? So he wasn't any royalty. Right? He was no royalty. Uh, his past is quite a mystery. I'll get to that in a little bit, like his origins. Okay. All right. But tell you this: some people say that he was uh, a bastard son of a widow of Spain. All right. Other people say he was a Portuguese Jewish man's son. Those were people who didn't like him. That's very specific. It was totally specific. But then also, new genealogy says that he was the son of Francis. Rokazi II, the Prince of Transylvania. Oh, nice. Count St. Germain's living it up. He had abundance amount of wealth. Also, he could play the violin. He knew more than six languages. All right, he could paint. Well, think about how parties this guy's going to. Nowadays, huge nerd. Back then, yeah, legit. Yeah, <laughs> you started. If you play. went to a party today and you were like, "Hey, I can play piano," people be like, "Who's this guy?" Whatever. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Violin over there. Right. Who cares? Back then, though, man, that was all they had to do—just a bunch of wind instruments and red wine. I'm assuming. Yeah. A lot of women too. Yes. Yes. Especially for the king. I mean, the king can just snap his fingers and six women show up. That's what Count Saint Germain was all about. Okay. 
He was an absolute genius in everything he talked about. Some people say they would go to his lavish parties and he was the best linguist they've ever seen in their life. That's weird, right? Rapper? Yeah, you would think that's, that's several people have said this. He spoke the languages so well and they were mesmerized by his parties. It would be extravagant. They would have all kinds of feasts and stuff. But guess what St. Germain would never do? Drink. He would never eat in public. And the oh, only never thing, eat. Only thing anybody ever saw him with was a goblet of wine that he drank every now and again. That's baller. Yes. And you should remember that goblet for later on in our story. Ooh. Now, why? I guess because of the royalty aspect, he had to have a goblet. I mean... Pimps keep yeah. goblets all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. It couldn't be just a regular cup like uh, Indiana Jones finding it the might, Holy Grail. It might have been the Holy it, Grail. It could have been. Because they say between 1740 and 1785, 89, he never seemed to age a day. Whoa. Interesting. So and, this is where the vampire stuff... And if, and if we had sponsors... This is where we would go to commercial right now. But since we don't. <laughs> you didn't know I had a sponsor. What? You actually got money? So, no. Okay. This guy is the cheapest bastard around. Okay. His name's Barry. I might have Formerly you. known as Tropical Storm Barry. But I ain't giving that bastard the recognition of being a hurricane. Now, I did speak to people. And you did not hear this on the news. There was a lot of news coverage. Okay. There was a ton. There was and there were ton. people in the guts of it. I'm talking like. Iberia Parish, Lafayette. Right. They told me these things. They said if you went outside, you could actually hear Barry Bonds shooting up steroids. I'm just telling you, that's <laughs> one of the things I heard. Now, don't worry, there's more. Now, I also heard that you could hear, even though it is July, you could hear Barry Manilow's Christmas album. Now, Christmas in July is a big thing. So, <laughs> now, if you were in Opelousas, someone told me you could actually hear Sammy Sosa say, baseball been very, very good to me. It's unbelievable. I know, I know it's crazy. It's not a big deal. And then, if you're on the West Coast, I heard you could hear this all the way in California. You could actually hear Michael Moore bury his face into nachos. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. So, thank you, Tropical Storm Barry. In all seriousness, though, we deal with this stuff. It's hurricane season. We are so glad that not a lot of people were affected Blessed. by this thing. Blessed. Yeah. So, Barry. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Barry, for yeah, sponsoring the Braggish Podcast. Barry, you are such a son of a bee. And the Barry did mix a lot of water, so it did help the Braggish Podcast it did. get really crazy. Probably pissed off a lot of fishermen, but... <laughs> Oystermen. Yeah. The Oystermen hate... Hate Braggish water. They hate bees. They hate Barry. They hate the Bonacary. Jeez and Pete's people. In the brackish. And they hate the brackish. All right, back to St. Germain now. <laughs> this is when I tell you about the count and what happened. 
Why he did not age? Why he did not age. He was a supreme alchemist as well. Do you know what an alchemist is? A chemistry teacher named Al. Yes, it, it oh. is. All right. So you're very, I got very close. An Thanks, alchemist. Alex. I'll do uh, <laughs> what I got wrong the last time for 400. <laughs> so, yes, it is someone who uh, who dabbles, I say, in chemistry, but uh, much more than dabbling. He'd be a master of chemistry. Uh, he was known to have these elixirs that he would walk around with and tell beautiful women that it would give them everlasting life. There's even one story that was published in a paper in England, all right, because the Count did spend some time in England, that he gave a lady an elixir and said it was very powerful. Be careful how much you use. So he, she put it in her drawer. The servant got it, drank it all. The next day, the lady looked like a child. Whoa, I was going to say that was the first documented roofie. <laughs> that happened. No. Because, I mean, think about this, guys. This elixir is guys, so powerful. Think about this, people. <laughs> if a guy came up to you anywhere, especially, I don't know if it happens too much to guys, so we'll just say for the women out there. It's if totally it, if a If a man came up to you and said, I have this powerful elixir, I want you to drink it, what would the first thought in your head be? I, everybody says he was the life of the party, though, so... Yeah, but I mean... They would be more willing to take it. Yeah, sure. it's a little shady. But I guess if you sweet talk people... That's... And he didn't age for 40 years. That's I mean, very true. He was all around Europe going places. Everybody knew him. Didn't age for 40 years. But I bet you all the dudes were probably pissed off because they didn't have their own elixir. Yeah, they did not have their own elixir for He's like, man, how can I get me some of that? You know? <laughs> A.K.A. Rufy is what yeah. you're saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the first documented case of Rufy. You can go ahead and say she was younger, the server was younger, mm -hmm. but I guess we'll have to see what happens next. <laughs> our boy, like our guy Pepe from last episode, was very boisterous. He did not care if anybody knew that he looked the same or he didn't age. He was kind of like, <laughs> whatever, I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to go back to France for another century, he would tell people that. He told Marie Antoinette that, I won't go back to France for another century. Wow. All right. And he even, several people had said this. He could turn several small stones into diamonds himself. Dang. That's crazy. I mean, did anyone see him do it? He probably, he had a huge, he had a, like a big lab that Louis XV gave him. So he probably would go back to his lab with all these stones and know how to make some like CZs, you know? So... I mean, if you think about the movies that portray the past, like The Princess Bride and things like that, where they had, or Game of Thrones, if you will. Magical things. The ones that had the rooms that the king or queen gave them, and all they did was come up with weapons or elixirs and whatnot. Things this that is blew up. Like, yeah, this is like real life shiz. Yeah. He would be one of those guys at the Citadel, for sure. Very true. Yeah. All right. Were. So, come to find out, all right, he's going from France to Spain. He was hanging, like I said, he was hanging out with King Louis. Uh, and then he goes to England for King Louis, all right? This is in the 1780s, all right? Goes to England for King Louis, gets arrested in England. Uh, and then, because somehow they say he's spying for King Louis, all right, he gets arrested. But then people say in 1784 is when he died. Okay. All right. In 
in England. In England. All right, but there are several other witnesses that say they saw him long after that, including a woman who is the Countess de Amar. She is a French lady in waiting. She wrote memoirs all the time, and she said... Memoirs of a geisha? Not of a geisha, oh. of a countess. Ah. Memoirs of a countess. I haven't seen that movie. You, they haven't made one yet. They should. Because they didn't put them in those tiny shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she said that she was talking to St. Germain into the 1820s. Oh. Yes. So that's 35 years later. That is 35 years later. She talked to him several times from 1820, around when she died, from 1789. And she met him before then, too. Wow. And again, this is where, if we had sponsors, we would go to them. But we can't here on the Braggish Podcast. Why not? We should just make up our own sponsor. <laughs> oh, we do want to give a plug out to Marty Paws. Absolutely. That's uh, absolutely not a Absolutely helping us out. Uh, Bark Week is coming July 25th through August 6th. They got a whole bunch of information online, barkweek.org. Check them out if you can. They've been one group that has been uh, so helpful to us and getting the Absolutely. name out there for sure. Yeah, it's it's been good. We we've uh, we just cranked this up two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and uh, now we're everywhere. So take a listen. <laughs> no, or nowhere. No, we're everywhere. <laughs> Southeast. Just call us like the top dogs of the Southeastern Conference of Podcasts. All right. I'm going to get back so, yeah. to the Count de Saint-Germain. Okay. We told you he died, some people say, in 1784. Is there a grave? There is no grave there's where no, he died. There's no mausoleum. There's no mausoleum. No headstone. No headstone. No nothing. No nothing. There's even no documents of him dying there. You know, like they would have a morgue guy be like, hey, I wrote this down in a book. Oh, this yeah. Dude, Time of death. Yeah. All this that dude stuff. died. Didn't happen. Tag there's, on the toe. There's no uh, there's no marker of that. Then we have our New Orleans grasp. In the early 1900s, this guy, this mysterious man, this man who had the way with the ladies, this wealthy man, this man named Jacques St. Germain. I thought you were going to say Jacques strap no no <laughs> Jacques Saint Germain handsome elegant wealthy entertaining extravagant this is the year he hit New Orleans society what year in the early 1900s no oh. one can no one can give me an exact date they all say early 1900s I think 1902 1903 06 is when we really get into our hey uh, Jacques what you doing all right, because just like in Europe, Jacques in New Orleans, this Saint Germain would have these extravagant parties at his place on Royal Street, which we were going to bring you this podcast live from, but we were afraid of getting jacked. Absolutely. In the French Quarter right now. No question. We don't we're not big enough yet to have security, but that will happen in no time. Yes. So he was at his house on Royal Street. Uh, if you haven't been there, it is actually on the rent is too damn high. It is way too high. It's on the, the corner of Ursa Lines and Royal Street in the French Quarter. It's a two-story building uh, with a balcony on the second-story building. Got just playing Fifty Cent's first album. He is just I mean, loving life. P I M P to the max. Uh, frequently seen with beautiful women on his arms while strolling through the French Quarter. He was 
clubbing elegant locales late in the night. Uh, he actually have dinner parties where he'd invite everybody over. You know how New Orleans works. You know somebody, have them over for your house. Oh, yeah. They can have a few friends over, too. They start drinking. We start drinking all night long. Come to my house. Have a few laughs. Big. But he was the sole, he was, socialites were coming to New Orleans. So what does that give Jacques influence? Right? Well, he's corrupt as all can be. Just like every New Orleans politician. Not a big deal. So you see why one would want to come here. Absolutely. For the corruptness. Yes. And to get away with some stuff. Absolutely. It's all who you know. Because you know, like the New Orleans police, they come sometimes get, like, we love them. Yeah. Love the NOPD. But they sometimes let the little stuff go. They do. They do. Uh, Which, hopefully, when we get big enough, they'll let the little stuff go. You know what I mean? Let their First Amendment stuff go. Big cocaine parties. (laughs) So, the Jacques was having so many people at his house. Fine wines, entertainment. Everybody came over and wanted to see what the Jacques St. Germain was going to talk about. He was talking about his times. He would have stories from his times in France, Italy, Africa, and even Egypt. Sometimes people would say, hey, aren't you that guy that was in Europe back in the 1700s? And he would never deny it. That's crazy. So let me ask you He's this. now living in New Orleans for several yeah. years. Did he... See, there's there's nothing in movies that show you what how vampires get around. Mm-mm. So, do you think that he just boarded a ship? Do you think he flew over here? Do you think he had it? There was a big old boat fixing to take a bunch of people, and he said, "Give me your best cabin. Give me your best cabin. Here's some elixirs. Here's some coins. Ain't nobody coming on this but me." And you, the captain, and whoever your deckhands are. And, oh. and if anybody asks, you never saw me. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. It would be just like, you know, Anne Rice interview with the vampire. That's kind of how they got I mean, you can't just think of Europe like... the New World. Think of Joe Namath wearing the mink coat. Okay, that's what uh-huh. I feel like this guy is. <laughs> He's going to wear the mink coat. To everybody that be living it up. Saying what? Do I do? Got everybody that be living it up. Yeah, so he he can't just go on a regular boat. Yeah, you're right. That this is the kind of stuff that pops in my head. Like, how did he get over here without people on a boat knowing who he was, right. the way he lived, to get this far without somebody going? Man, think about that. There's no nothing. You know, you don't know anybody five miles from you. That's very true. So if you go to a port that's... So they think. <laughs> so if you go to a port that's like in the city next door or the, the country next door, nobody knows who you are. You're just this guy who comes up in a carriage who's got a coffin and now you're on a boat. Yeah, since that's not weird. That's not weird at all. Hey, uh, do you have any luggage? Yeah, sure. Grab my coffin over there. <laughs> I hear that all the time. Yeah, uh, sir... We're going to have to check your coffin through customs. That always works. Yeah. <laughs> so when the Jacques St. Germain got here to New Orleans, he would also have these lavish parties, like we said. And again, this St. Germain would also not eat anything in public. He would only drink from a goblet. And they said that there would be wine. In it. So the modern day... Instagram model. That's what we're dealing with. Pretty much, pretty much. But it links him to the other Saint Germain in another way that no one ever saw him drinking in public. 
or no one ever saw him eating in public. They only saw him drinking from a goblet of wine. Question is, did anyone ever fill it up for him, or did it always just have wine in it? Oh, like he could fill his own wine. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, and then, I mean, kudos to him. If I knew him nowadays, that's the guy I'd hang out with, because you know what? Between me and Mrs. Biff, I would save a lot of money. Right? Yeah. You just, hey, hey, just fill my cup up. Jacques, hey! <laughs> no. Get fizzy, please. Yeah. Put it on Jacques' tab. <laughs> Sir, he doesn't have a tab. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to go to him. Excuse me. Sorry about that. That's all right. You, you might have to, if you put it on his tab, you might have to give him some of your blood, though. That's right. <laughs> yeah. See, he's, he's the reason. Mortals are the reason that he keeps living. Yes. This is right. So, but things aren't going to always be so good for Jacques in New Orleans. No, because the party's got to end sometime. Let's be honest. If you're out and about, living the life, being kind of weird, but also being very, you know, charismatic and charming and have a lot of money, you know, you always got to pay the piper. Question of the day. Can vampires get chlamydia? Because that's what ends the party. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. So it, it kind of did. Like, now oh. that you say that, okay. it kind of did. I don't know if you realize, but the last part of our story when I first started this suggested prostitutes. And that that's where crabs. Jacques' story in New Orleans will come to an end. I would have to assume crabs. No. Oh. Worse than that. So one night when Jacques is having his extravagant parties, this prostitute, you know, happens to fall off of one of his balconies. Ah, She's like- in a tizzy. She doesn't know what's happening. She gets the police there. The police are like, you obviously you know, need to go to the hospital. And Jacques is there too, like, yeah, take her to the hospital. I think she's crazy. You know, it's kind of crazy what she's being all, she had blood all over. They thought it was from the fall. She gets to the hospital and she tells them that Jacques bit her neck, was trying to drink her blood out of her. And she was able to escape because somebody knocked on the door really loud. I don't believe it because I'll tell you this. I've been on French Quarter balconies and those things lean towards the street, okay? She probably fell off that big bastard, okay? <laughs> but she's telling a story because she's trying to get Jacques in trouble. So the police go to Jacques. Uh, Jacques says, it's late, man. I've been having this party all night. Can y'all just come back tomorrow? Because well, he thinks he's got an in. He's right. been sweet talking these guys. But he while. does. It's the New Orleans That's Police Department. Yeah. All right, so the next day, police show up at the place the lady's still saying the same things he tried to bite my neck uh and i was able to escape they go to jacques house jacques saint germain has mysteriously vanished again gone just gone nothing when they search the house there's nothing in the house coffin out coffin's gone jewels gone elixirs gone prostitutes they're definitely gone what about his underwear? I'm sure he might have had some, some clothing there for sure. Oh, okay. All right. That's not But what they did find were some bottles of wine that were open but still corked. Oh, he poisoned him. I no. don't know. It was wine and human blood in his large collection. 
Bao's one Ooh. that they found in his house. So it was a mix or just It was a mix. Like, it was a or, mix. Okay, so it wasn't just It blood was not bottles. just blood bottles. It was wine and blood bottles. I, I can see that happening. I mean, wine, red wine bottles are very dark. How are you going to know? Besides tasting it, obviously. But how are you going to know that it's not just red wine if it's just sitting there on the shelf? You wouldn't. Exactly. Absolutely not. Jock was never seen again in New Orleans. And he disappeared just as mysteriously as he was. So again, no mausoleum. No mausoleum. No headstone. No headstone. No gravesite. No gravesite. No no. no, no. Wow. Right. And he was here in the city. I bet you he's still partying. Do you think he's still alive? Yeah, he came back as Mitch Landry. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. He's aged already too much. Are you sure? I'm positive. Well, he does have that bald head that he That's... might have some elixirs he can put on. Well, you gotta, sh- I mean, to blend in, you gotta shave, shave the head, then it'll grow back, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll, I'll show you a picture of uh, Jacques St. Germain. Okay. And if anyone is interested, please, please go. Uh, Google this or whatever your search engine is. And we're getting all of our information from the internet where it's obviously real. Yeah, 100% Alright, ancientorigins.net, explore.com. That's ancient origins, not ancient virgins, not just to be clear. Realunexplainedmysteries.com. Okay? These are legit sites. Yeah. And legit that guy people from who- the vampire tour. Yeah, you know, that was telling you about Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Or was that that was Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise and Rice? Do you think immortals can really live? Let's say in a nowadays age where they have the grid, they have pictures, they have face recognition. Could it, could uh, the Count Saint Germain or even Jacques Saint Germain, even if they're the same people, no one has ever really linked them, but they think that they could be the same people. Do you think that they could live now? I'd say it depends. I mean, if they couldn't travel into the future, then travel back, I'd say no. Right. Because there's too many cameras. But if you could travel into the future and then come back as, say, Bill Gates, then, yeah, you could live and have millions of dollars and do whatever the hell you wanted to. Don't look at me like that. I love how your immortality also includes time travel yeah. ability. Well, you know what? Cue Back to the Future. Cue Huey Lewis in the news. People will eventually find out. Nowadays. They're going to come on to you. Nowadays. Yeah, yeah. there will be some sort of like, especially now, July 16th, Mink Coat, Bourbon Street. They're going to be like, who is this guy? Who is this count? What is going on? What did you call him? The count. Oh, I thought you were using another word for see you next Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. Who is this count in my bar? <laughs> this guy would come into bars. Obviously, he's guys with elixirs. A, roofie master of the max. I mean, going after women today, they would say, who is this weird guy? The police would be on him in two seconds. Secondly, even if he didn't bring out the elixirs, he would go to bars and be like, hey, come back to my place. And then he would be like, I don't really know this guy. Like, oh yeah, bring your friends, you know? And they'd be like, well, where are your friends? They'd be like, well, they're all back at my place. Red flag. We had friends that hung out with the Ying Yang twins like that. We and they did. were a pair of girls. I know. And they just went with the Ying Yang twins back to their place. Did uh-huh. they not? They, 
what would be wrong with somebody? But that's what fame and wealth it gives does. you the ability yeah. to do. I mean, if you have a couple drinks and some famous, rich, whatever. If you have a couple looking on Q93, you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you. If a celebrity came up to me and was like, hey, come back to my place, I'd be like, can I grab Mrs. Biff first? And be like, oh, you're married? And be like, dang. Yeah. We don't want married dudes. But I got a couple of friends over here that want to go. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, live through them. No. Uh, yeah, but uh, again, that's, uh, it wouldn't fly these days. You're no there. I would say you could probably get away with it until the 1990s. You know, when like the whole like, Jagged Little Pill came out. Yeah. Atlantis yeah, Morissette. Definitely. The whole Unsolved Mysteries was coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the hard, what was the hard line? You know, like the stuff that was like national stuff. Hard copy. Hard copy. Like where they're like, America's looking, most wanted. We're looking for this dude. Yeah. And, and the cop was like, oh shit, it's time. My time is up. <laughs> hard line. This. Now. Jacques. Count. <laughs> Prostitute. Prostitute. Chlamydia? question mark but that would be on cheaters <laughs> oh my god what a just ugh, show oh i hate it <laughs> i can't stop watching it oh bad boys what if the count was caught on bad boys bad boys Ooh, cops cops uh, oh yeah for sure well, i he, would love to see mr jock like, in handcuffs and his lavish coat he'd be like come and take my elixirs <laughs> <laughs> no officer please Come here, just drink this real quick and we can all have fun. Yeah, that doesn't sound creepy. You know who else did that? Michael Jackson. I don't have any research on that, but I have a feeling that that's what happened. <laughs> Yikes. Sorry. No, there was a documentary and everything. I think we all should just relook our Michael Jackson fandom. Yeah. Uh, and uh, know that the guy was very troubled. Just know that PYT may have been a boy. That's all. Not a big deal. I don't know if I can talk. Is that it? That's gotta be it. I mean, we've talked about Jacques was never seen again. I will tell you this, that a guy was alive in the 1980s and claimed to be Jacques. His name was Richard Chanfray. Great here. All right. He left a suicide note. No body was ever found. He's here. You think so? Damn it, Caitlyn Jenner, come out and say it. I know it's you, you've changed. (laughs) Change bodies. You came in here real hard. One Olympic golds. Again, lavish. Lavish. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Just are showing you, off. Are you? Are you? It's Caitlyn no. Jenner. For sure. Let's. He tried to change. Let's look at this picture. I mean, he might be back to Bruce. I don't know. Yeah, if, if I was. That kind of looks like. That if I was an immortal, like look up Richard Chanfrey online. All right, C A N F A R Y. Look him up online. That might be. Is that him on the left or that the might, right? That's him on the right. Oh, I thought that was. <laughs> okay. No, if, if you see the lady in the picture, it's a, it's a lady in the left. Could have fooled me. Was Caitlin, no, right? that's what he wants you to think. Okay. He's on the left. <laughs> For sure. Look it up, people. <laughs> ah, well, New Orleans has all its mysterious lures and great traditions, and vampires are definitely one of them. Thanks to Ann Rice for really bringing it mainstream with Interview with the Vampire, for sure. Thank you, Ann. Yeah, and uh, we're just trying to keep that lure alive with our uh, Count 
Saint Germain or Jacques Saint Germain. If Do you think would you be his friend? Would you hope to be his friend? Absolutely. Oh man, think of the parties. Even if you weren't down with like all the stuff he did, the guy had wine everywhere he went. Yeah. I'd do it. I bet you Sidney Torres knows it. Thinking nowadays, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Probably picks up the trash at his house. Yeah. But <laughs> for sure, he's still alive, people. Uh, no, for sure. This guy, VIP treatment everywhere. Think of it. Republic, been there. Ooh. Ohm, been yeah. there. He probably oh, sweated all kinds of stuff out at Bacchanal. I mean, to be honest. You're right. You're right. Or the columns. Huh. We're just trying to get sponsors, people. And they're like, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. This has been the Brackish Podcast with your host, Knock. And Cliff. Thank you, Cliff. I like that name. The, yeah. other, the other name is kind of a douche. It was. If you say it backwards, it's Filk. <laughs>